0: You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hopes are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason.
1: And we're back with Masonic Late Podcast, week number 19? I think so. 19. This is uh, Pete with uh, Larry. And Jason. And Jason. And our special guest, R.C. Say hi, R.C. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So R.C. is going to be a regular here. RC is going to be our brother on the street doing some interviews, but today he's going to be our guest. So um, today's episode is brought to you by Pure Water Technology.
2: That's purewatertechnology.com. PurewatertechnologyPA.com? There's a PA in it. Oh, for God's sake. I swear, there is a PA in it.
1: Pure Water PA. The good news is we're going to mention your company a thousand times. Because purewatertechnology.com is a different company. <laughs> okay. So, Jason, you look that up, but I'll mention our second sponsor, and then you can come back in and correct me. Uh, also, R. Scott Hoover, your personal painter. Now, R. Scott does not have a website, he does not have a business phone number. He's really, but he is a
2: good painter. He's just, so, uh, but has, you contact him through Facebook. He has a phone number, he just doesn't want to blast it over the internets. Okay. He so, is a word of mouth Mason referral painter.
1: Right. So if you're in uh, central Pennsylvania, northern Delaware, northern Maryland.
3: Surprisingly, you can still do business well doing, doing what he's doing.
1: Well, he's a one-man operation, so he can only be so busy. So,
2: And purewaterpa.com.
1: Purewaterpa.com. The best water and best coffee on the planet uh, that we've had today. Um, also, Masonicsgarves.com. Uh, it's my, my wonderful company, so make sure you go in there and you buy a scarf, and then uh, you'll keep my uh, beer budget going. I hear the owner's a jerk. And speaking of jerks, <laughs> Red Serpent by Larry Maris.
3: Yeah, I'm here, Pete.
1: Yeah, so you can uh, go and uh, look up Red Serpent um, at LarryMaris.com. And you...
3: Available at Amazon, Kindle, or uh, Barnes & Noble, or any fine bookstore, or, yeah, pff, any fine bookstore in the world, actually. And it is available in about 25 different countries.
1: All right. So that's enough mercenary or other motives. Uh, so we'll get back to to, to Freemasonry, not paid masonry. So, um, Jason, what yes. have you had? Have you had anything going on in the past week or two?
2: Well, do you want to introduce him? No. Quick? No? All right. Uh, last week or two. We're going to get to we're gonna get to RC. Oh, God. What, uh, what have I done? Um, due season. Uh, oh, Tall Cedars. So I, I'm sure we'll probably talk about that later. But uh, went to the Tall Cedars meeting that you were in the cast. And, yeah, that's really it. Launch Perfection.
3: Larry, anything for you? Well, other than goose and gridiron, which, incidentally, let me tell this little story. We were not supposed to have goose and gridiron because it always falls on a Thursday. And Thursday was a holiday. So I figured I don't have to send notices out. I don't have to deal with this. And quite honestly, I'm tired of having breakfast with these guys. Yeah, right. So what happens is Jason decides he's going to go ahead and hold breakfast uh, uh, on, on Wednesday. And lo- believe it or not, well, we have 10 or 12 guys show up.
2: Yeah, we did.
3: And I begrudgingly went and met them on Wednesday. but geez, I'm getting tired of it. We had a good time. Yeah, we did. We had a good time.
2: I was talking about the venue when we were discussing it at Tall Cedars. And I posted that we were going to have breakfast on the venues page and not our private group page on Facebook. And I'm glad I did, and unfortunately, our normal venue, the uh, owner's mother, had uh, some health issues. So luckily, unluckily, she was able to catch us and say, uh, you won't be able to come here tomorrow, but we did uh, send out a nice little card and get well soon.
1: And uh, lastly and not least, our new special guest and new correspondent, Brother R.C. McCorvey. Welcome. Welcome, uh
0: Glad to be here.
1: Uh, Now, R.C., uh, we're going to get into your full interview here in a minute, but uh, we'll just uh, give the short version right now. You're a uh, brother in Lamberton Lodge with uh, Larry and I. Yes. And you've been a mason about how long?
0: Hmm. About eight months now.
1: All right. And they've already suckered you into the chairs.
0: Yeah. I didn't. That was before I listened to the show, and I I made eye contact. (laughs) See, yeah. You would have learned. I've made eye contact numerous times.
1: Yeah, if you show up to more than one meeting, they know you're hooked.
3: You also kept raising your hand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so have you done anything Masonically in the past couple of weeks?
0: No, not really, other than the the last trip we all took up to, uh we go to, Philadelphia?
1: Yep, Grand Lodge of Philadelphia, Philadelphia. the uh, Egyptian room.
0: The Egyptian room was really nice, and I was a taxi cab driver. <laughs> Yeah, I got to drive the bus. <laughs>
3: so
1: yeah, RC is a, a driver in real life. and uh, so yeah, we made him uh, donate his time and drive, drive us to Philly. Um, so we're gonna come right back uh, with a real a real like real legit interview with Brother RC and we're gonna talk about some of the cool things we're gonna be doing with him. Hey there listeners, this is Pete, and I wanted to tell you about MasonicScarves.com. Masonic Scarves offers full-color, knitted, soccer-style scarves, perfect for you to wear to lodge, out casually, or even to display in your home. I currently have in our lineup pretty much every Masonic body from Blue Lodge, York Rite, Scottish Rite, Grotto, Shrine. If you think about it, I probably have it. Are you a turtle? Well, you bet your sweet ass I have a scarf for that. So you can easily order online with a credit card and I'll generally have your scarf in the mail the next business day. Do you need an easy fundraiser for your lodge or organization? I can have a custom scarf design delivered to you in about 4 weeks as long as you order a minimum of 50 pieces. I can help you with the artwork and you'll have an original item that you can sell or hand out as a gift for visitors or past masters. Visit MasonicScarves.com or drop me an email at info at and I'll be glad to help you.
3: Welcome back, and uh, it's my privilege to uh, interview R.C. McCarvey, who is our special guest today. And, of course, like Pete said, and I'll repeat, brother on the street, and this will be, it's been confirmed, episode 19. So if you're listening... 19, uh, RC, I've known you now since we, we you-
2: get very confused here. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure if you're listening, you already know it's episode nine because it says that on the screen. <laughs> right. yeah,
3: it does. Uh, I've known RC for quite a while. As a matter of fact, when he was going through his first degree, he started showing up at fellowship committee meetings. So our state has been volunteering for things before he was ever made a master mason, which you could do. Fellowship committee was, you know, any brother that's a brother for a second or third degree. So he kept showing up and coming to these things. Uh, and I, as I said, I've known him for quite a while. Actually, I talked to him the night. At that least
1: 11 months.
3: Last last year's long time annual dinner, Brother Larry Hudson brought, brought R.C. to the dinner. And I went over and talked to him at that time. I said, you need to join. And he said, I'm going to. And by golly, he followed up and he's now a brother. Anyway, my first question. This is going to be a good one. Oh,
1: for God's sake, here we go. You're from California, yeah,
3: and we talked about you know what brought you east and so forth, so I won't necessarily get into that, but one of the things you told me that stuck in my mind, well, let me ask you a question. Do you think your dad's gonna listen to this broadcast?
0: no unless okay. i unless I uh, inform him to
3: yeah, you're not are you gonna inform him or not?
0: no, not not just yet and, 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 not just yet
3: and tell me why that is
0: well. Like you said earlier, I come from California, and uh, I'm what you call a PK, which is a preacher's kid, and uh, I was raised as a preacher's kid. My dad is a fire and brimstone preacher, and my mom's a missionary, and, uh, you know, when you talk about masonry in California, um, no one really knows too much other than blood sacrifices and goats and everything (laughs) of the devil, and you're going to hell. So, um, I always was wanted to know about it. You know, I guess I was the what they call the black sheep. So, once you get here, it's not what, you know what everybody portrays it to be. Yeah. And um, I just sometimes I don't don't understand why. Are you Are you disappointed that it's so boring? No, I actually <laughs> <laughs> I actually like it. But the you know perspective of what everybody think it is, you know. Uh, secret society coat, you know, of the devil 666, you know, blood sacrifice. Every since I put this ring on and I wear my ring, it, you better come correct, as they say, because you're gonna get a lot of questions. Yeah. And people are gonna try to grill you and get secrets out of you. Mm-hmm. And they just wanna know did you guys kill anybody? Or
2: <laughs> we killed a bunch of pancakes. <laughs>
0: that's why i tell them all we do we
3: eat
1: (laughs) yeah the most disappointing thing is when when i finally got through all my york rate degrees i finally got my orders um, of commandery and i looked at my my buddy and i'm like really that that's it (laughs) like i've been waiting for the weird shit to happen and it, it just it doesn't happen so but now i'm stuck now i'm in even though there is nothing weird oh
2: now did you train to be a preacher like your dad
0: no, I was always in, in the back, the back right. scene. I was the PK guy. I made everything go. You
2: know, I just. But well, will you be able to give us a sample later of your best? <laughs>
0: yeah. Sunday. Yeah. yeah right.
1: Sunday. And I mean, like, there is a Pentecostal church near my house in Lancaster City, and like, you know, you don't want to have to call the cops because the church is singing too loud, but like. I mean, it was a noise ordinance every single every single night these guys got together. So is that how your church was, Oh no, Yeah, it's the
0: choir, oh, man. Like what,
1: over
2: on New Street or something like that? Um, North Marshall. Yeah, big red building. It was a North? church, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a church. <laughs> with all the singing
0: coming out of it. Yeah, <laughs> all the singing coming out of it. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, they really never really talked about masonry. And um, once I got in, settled down, well, I'm still settling down as we speak. Um, It's a joyous occasion for me to... uh to get in brothers, you know, meet brothers. And, and like, when I hang out with you guys and hang out with the people at Lodge, it's just like history, you know? Mm. Just a couple of uh, brothers in there, they, they, they go way back, and they can just tell you a lot of things. It's just like sitting in a history class, and you just, they blow your mind, and you can sit there and talk to them for hours. But the only problem is I got to go to work at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, <laughs> uh... I go to work the next day, red eyes, <laughs> and with all this bunch of stories I've had, it, it, it keeps me up during the day. And uh, I really like, you know, being a Mason. I just wish that we as Masons should go out more. And uh, I wouldn't say recruit, but unveil somewhat of the, not all the secrets, just, you know, just, I but- don't know why everybody just think we're... Make it more accessible, yeah, and a little bit more know transparent, why every, yeah. Because everybody always think we're just, like I said, blood sacrifice goats. Why?
3: I think I think it's people like you though, that people will look up to and talk to, and and gain a respect for you as a brother Mason, and also become interested in maybe joining because of you. Uh, I think you tell a good story, whatever. He's only been around what eight months, nine months, yeah. and he's already he's got the doctrine down perfectly, and of course I think. We mentioned earlier, he is going to start going through the chairs. So he's converted. We got him.
2: Trust me. Speak- do not look at the secretary. No. <laughs> ne- never become the secretary. <laughs> no. Nope. About eight about eight months. That's when I said I'll be assistant secretary.
3: Are you ever um, going to tell your dad you became a brother? Oh,
0: yeah. I'll, I'll let him know. At, at the appropriate time, I just... Christmas would be a good time, wouldn't it? I was thinking more like on my birthday in, in January. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get Christmas gifts. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I guess. I guess your pops not on Facebook. Yeah, he's on Facebook. He's on Facebook. So he's
1: not like linking like under like some of these pictures and.
0: Um, well, he's
1: like. um, Why are you in a tuxedo next to all these white boys? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, you know what? I I, he's on Facebook, but he's not uh, one of those Facebook trollers that just you know he's on there. He might post the good word. I
2: think what uh, you need to do is get a petition, fill it out for him. Be his first line signer, and then just call him and say, "Hey, I'm sending you something. I need you to sign and send it to him."
3: No, no. Actually, uh, R. C. <laughs> told me that he was. Yeah, he already he had was asked it. to yeah. join, so he's he's not. I don't think totally biased against the, uh, against the Brotherhood. Right. I, I think he's what's he's ca- okay with.
0: What it, scared him away was wor- the word "worshipful master." Right. So he's like, oh, "Well, I only praise the Lord," you know. <laughs> so, I was like, "Why didn't you go?" He's like, "Ah." They got rituals and this and that, this and that, and, you know, that that's not of God. You, they'll go to hell. So, and then again, it's what the, the blood sacrificing. I don't know who, why is masonry linked with sacrificing blood and goats?
2: Chicken pot pie. Yeah. All the chickens that laid down their life. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: you know, you could go online and, and try and find out where all that started. I mean, I, it it doesn't help that we're a private, or I, I hate to say the word secret, we're private. And, um, you know, we, we, when we do good things, we don't even tell people about it. So anytime there's a door closed, people assume the worst. Um, and, you know, and Hey, we're, everybody's fighting for your time. So like, like, you know, churches, fire halls, uh, you know, so if you're active in your Mason lodge, you're probably not active in all these other things. And, you know, churches want your time. They want your money, Yep. you know, and so
2: yeah i think it's hard you know we do open installation in our district and 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 some districts do some districts don't some people love it some people hate it it's difficult because you know i'm not a huge fan of open installation, but it's one thing i get to you know invite my family to uh but you're telling the truth when you say this is the closest you're going to see to ritual it's probably 50 percent of the rituals there and but nobody believes you because they've never seen it behind closed doors so i don't know it's a curse and a blessing so what, 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 what oh. um, so RC, what, um, Larry's making hand signals over here. He
1: doesn't have to pee. So <laughs> what, uh, what drew you? Like what was, was cause you know, brother Larry Maris, or not Larry Maris, brother Larry Hudson is your neighbor. Is that what kind of what got you to join or what, what kind of sparked your interest to ask to join?
0: No, like I said earlier, as a kid growing up and as an adult in California, I, there is a... I would see the older guys with the Mason symbols on the back of their uh, vans, and they would wear the Mason hats. But here's the $100 question. Were they Prince Hall or were they regular Masons? I don't know. I just was always mesmerized by the symbol. So by Larry uh, Hudson being my neighbor, we we would walk a lot, a lot. And uh, I think he bought his first ring. And when I saw the ring... You know, it it was just like I asked him about it, and he's like, you want to become one? Well, why not? And then it went from there. But um, as I was going through the petition and everything, I tried to drill and drill and drill them and get secrets out of them too, and he just wouldn't tell me anything. He just wouldn't tell me anything. So, um, well, like you said earlier, once you go through it, you're like, oh, this is it? I mean, most people are like, well, what do you guys do on stated meetings? I'm like, nothing. We don't do nothing. <laughs> we pay the bills. Yep, pay the bills. A little Masonic history. We eat, yay or nay, and that's about it.
3: Usually, mm. the first uh, first stated meeting that a, a, a new Master Mason comes through, it's got to be a shock to their system. They've yeah. gone through three degrees. Yeah. They've gone through a lot of ritual, which is really great. And then they come to a stated meeting. You come to a stated meeting expecting. Expecting a lot, and we give them what we have.
2: Oh, well, my God. I think Pete's expecting a break right now. Okay.
3: Well, we're going to take a short break, but then we're going to come back, and we're going to
1: discuss something else with R.C. Um, yeah, for the radio listeners, you, know, you don't have the camera, so I'm going to give, spoil a little secret for you. Um, Larry, Jason, and I are three white boys. Shocker. And uh, brother R.C. is a man of color. So, I want to come back and ask him um, about being a, uh, a brother brother and joining a mainstream lodge. The Red Serpent by Larry Maris. One man's obsession to avenge the death of his wife uncovers a long hidden ancient blueprint to perfect the world for future generations. Visit www.larrymaris.com. You can purchase this book anywhere, except CVS. All right, welcome back to Masonic Late Podcast. Once again, it's uh, Pete, Jason, and Larry with our our guest and future correspondent, Brother RC. And uh, so, Brother RC, we're talking... um, a little earlier that, um, you know, our lodge, the uh, Lamberton Lodge, is what most people would call, you know, the Mainstream Lodge, or um, and you had mentioned Prince Hall Lodges earlier. Is there anything that, like, made you join our lodge instead of joining a Prince Hall Lodge?
0: Well, first of all, I didn't know there was a difference between Prince Hall and Mainstream until I came to the Lounge and joined. And then, um, I think we had, uh, some Prince Hall guys visit and then that's when I found out it was a difference. So, until then, I, I was absent-minded about. I didn't. I didn't know.
2: Were you with us when we visited the Prince Hall Lodge? There was like fifty of us that went. And... No,
0: no, they came to our. Okay. They came. They came here. And uh, brother Hudson was schooling me in on the difference between. But to me, it's not really a difference. Uh, other than. I don't know. I don't know what they're. Do they go through the same process we do, or
2: similar? I mean, similar enough that we're all recognized.
0: Yeah, they're they're ri-
1: just because we're Pennsylvania. We are a um, we're a little screwed up. Pennsylvania has a different ritual than everybody else in the United States and the world. Um, the, the The Prince Hall ritual is very similar to
2: the ritual in every other state but ours.
1: Yeah, and, a, and a and quote especially, especially
3: in South Carolina, very similar.
2: Yeah, quote unquote modern. Yeah. I mean you could go to Maryland. It's, and
1: yeah, the web—it's called the Web Preston. Um, but yeah, so it's it's the same. Mm. Um, and in Pennsylvania, we're kind of we're, we're we recognize Prince Hall. They recognize us. We go to each other's meetings. Um, you know, the big thing I've noticed is that your your average master mason in a Prince Hall lodge knows his stuff. Right. Your average Prince Hall mason is a well-learned brother that like knows you know probably as much about Freemasonry as your average worshipful master of uh, a mainstream lodge. And that, that's our fault, I think. Right.
2: And I, I really am, am impressed that Prince Hall guys put that much work into it. Well, we it. talked about this before. I don't think it's necessarily a Prince Hall versus PA. I think it's everybody versus PA. I mean, the, we just we, we leave a lot of stuff out. Or... When ritual changed, they added a lot of stuff to our ritual, and here we are.
0: Well, what do you think that is? They leave a lot of stuff out?
2: Well, ours was the, the best way I can describe it, which we're not, we're not Amish by any nature, but how—it's just coincidence we live in Amish country, but I feel like Pennsylvania ritual is very simple— you know, it's kind of an Amish or a Quaker, and, it had, and those have nothing to do with masonry, but it's just a very simple ritual, and people wanted more in the rit- ritual, and they added it, and Pennsylvania decided to not do that.
1: Pennsylvania's ritual is actually um, started by Irish Freemasons. So while most most lodges are more of like an English kind of style, our, our lodge is more akin to what, Someone would see if they go to a lodge in Ireland, right? Um, so it's just kind of unique.
2: But yeah, and I hate to say that we leave a lot of stuff out. We leave, you know, the, the stuff was added, and we don't, we don't do it. Not that we don't recognize it, but I think it's unfair to say that we leave a lot of things out because we know our ritual is older than the more modern ritual.
1: So what uh, what do you like the best about it, about being a, a Freemason?
0: Hmm, it's hmm. a lot. Well, like I told you earlier, just we're in the ring. It's just like, it's not a power or like you're a superhero, but. Yeah, it is. Really, It's, <laughs> it's the uh, the mystique, like people like, what is it? What do you do? Well, who are you? You know, and uh, you just, you know, I make deliveries to different people. And since I started wearing my m- Masonic ring um, and hat and things like that, they ask me millions of questions and, you know, it's just, you know, that's why I have to do my homework because I, I I need to know. I mean, you can't tell them everything, but, you know, you don't want to make up something you don't know. And then, you know, they'll be bug, bug, bugging you about it. So you just you just need to know your stuff. So um
3: I, I have a you know, we talked a little bit earlier about first meetings that you come to after your race and how, you know, find. You had an unusual experience with your very first stated meeting. You want to tell us about that?
0: Yeah, that was very first stated meeting. Well, let's take it back when I before I got raised and I was doing my uh, degree work. I was what you called uh, a traveler, right? I went from lodge to lodge to lodge. And I was in everybody else's but my own. I never even saw what my own looked like. Um.
2: So for our listeners out there in... Our area, and I'm sure that other districts do this, we do a district degree style degree, so we take candidates from all over the district and it's not like a one day class they all get to participate, but they're all getting their degrees together in the same room, and we use three different lodges throughout the the course of the event and yeah you were you were one of them, so you saw three different lodges with you must have been with ten other yeah. candidates at the same time, and quite the quite the event.
0: And by the time I got back to was mine, I was all excited. We had our, of course, chicken pie pie that night. Of course. <laughs> I didn't even know what chicken pie pie was from California. I thought it was the crust, you know, like the, the pie. Shut your mouth. I know.
2: Don't even I, I, don't even continue. I'm,
0: I'm not gonna even go down that road with you because <laughs> So, uh we get down there to go and uh I think that day we had a power failure or a storm or something of that nature, or a windstorm or something like
1: that. Um, no, it was a uh, it was like I think an auto accident, a, a substation substation or something. I'm not an electrician, but something very important blew, and a whole section of town lost power.
2: Yep.
0: Uh, so we couldn't.
2: And that did some damage to the building. They're still trying to fix.
3: Yeah,
0: we didn't have an elevator. We couldn't go up to the uh, lodge.
3: So in other words, your first meeting when you walked in the building. The lights went out.
0: Yeah, the lights were totally out. <laughs> and I'm like, "Whoa, okay." Here, Here's the blood. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, yeah, most, uh, you know,
1: our our lodge room is on the fourth floor of our building. And while we do have stairs, we don't
2: have a lot of members that can make it up four flights of stairs. Oh my God. I just did it on Saturday and I just about (laughs) was giving somebody a tour and I couldn't even talk by that time I got up up top. So, um, what we did was we decided
1: to um, have the degree on the second floor, which is where we have a, um, an auditorium. Auditorium. Yeah, auditorium now in Pennsylvania, because our, our notice just says the address, it was completely legal. We're allowed to move the degree to a different room. As long as it's at the same address.
2: I think it's a matter of how you tweak the minutes. Well,
1: yeah, but, um, yeah. So we didn't have any, uh, aprons. We didn't have any, any swords or staffs. We did have the charter. We made, we moved some furniture around, I don't know if somebody opened up the Bible on their uh, iPad. I don't know what we did, but uh, we had kind of a
2: a we, ramshackle meeting. Well, you guys were literally down to the wire. I mean, you had yeah. to, had to start at, at your start time, and there was no time to get your right effects down there. Because we were in the same boat the week after. Okay. But we brought We knew we brought. We were able to get all our stuff down there. So.
0: And that's when no one told me don't make eye contact, because I got catapulted into a chair that night. A yes, uh, senior master ceremony, scared, <laughs> giggly like a schoolgirl, uh, just didn't know what to do. But, uh, you know, you got your brothers uh, queuing you up and getting you through, and then you know, they cheer you on after, and then it just became a, a regular occurrence. And then that took me down the road where I bought a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy a tuxedo whatever you do. Nope. nope. That, that's that's
1: a big tell. When you buy the tuxedo, we know we got you. And
3: you'll be wearing that for the next 25 years. Well, guaranteed. Brother,
0: uh, brother Hudson said it's the last suit you ever buy. I even tried to leave it at home, and it just didn't work. <laughs> He's like, you're getting in that chair. Okay, I'm going downstairs to get the suit out the trunk.
2: We have a new guy that asked if you could buy a tuxedo, and I said, uh, you, you can. Have fun. <laughs> so, so Brother RC, you
1: uh, you met up with a bunch of us uh, when we had a tour of uh, um, a distillery. And that's when you kind of approached us about joining the Masonic Light podcast team. Because I guess you were a listener.
0: Yeah, all time.
1: So uh, tell the audience what you kind of want to do in your, uh, your your future segment.
0: Well, my future segment is going to be called Brother on the Street. And it's going to be with me and Larry Hutchins. And we're going to take the Masodic like podcast to the street, and um, we're going to be talking to people, interviewing, doing segments, maybe a couple of skits and things like that, and uh, where we can actually get feedback live from the people that listen, because you know, do we have phones in here yet, or, yeah. or? Yeah. we phones we, we are a
2: thing, yeah, oh. but but we don't record live, so it's okay. it's we we would need to schedule a phone call.
0: Okay, but the basic thing is to get. We're gonna be the street team, you know. Uh, we said we're gonna be like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> we're just gonna roll around to different lodges and uh, tell you, them we're on the mission. wear the
3: fedoras and everything. Yeah, we're on a oh, mission. Like, we'll, we'll need pictures of that,
1: by the way. <laughs> we're on a mission. Larry, you're like 20 feet from the microphone. Just let you know. Oh
3: yeah, I forgot about
2: that. Between you and RC, we're like the dream team here, trying to stay in front of the microphone. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Jason and I are directly across from each other, just rolling our eyes because we're the only ones next
2: to a microphone. <laughs> So I do. I, I got a question. I got a couple of questions. Um, you know, we said that we were going to talk about, uh, you know, being a black man in in a, a mainstream lodge, and like when you, I've I've visited a Philadelphia lodge, uh, and an inner city lodge, and and they seem to be very diverse for a standard blue lodge. You know, we know the Prince halls traditionally black men. When you go to a city lodge, uh, there's a lot of diversity, not just white black, but all sorts of sorts of ethnicity and religion. Like in New York, I've seen pretty much every religion right so we sit and we say that we're a diverse organization but when you do come out to one of these country lodges it you know our lodges are predominantly white of course we have some uh diversity in there but not like you would see in the inner city so i guess it's a twofold question uh, have you felt anything anyway i mean good or bad uh of acceptance or not acceptance you know being a black man at a predominantly uh you know less diverse lodge out here in the country um uh, and the other side of that is, you know, what do you think that we can do or should we be doing anything out here in these, you know, more white, if you will, lodges to promote diversity?
0: Well, as far as, uh, no, I don't feel any difference. Uh, I just feel we all brothers communicating, and getting together. Like I told you earlier, uh, I learned a lot of history from all the older, the older elders, I call them. I guess I'm taking it from the church perspective when I say elders. I don't have any problems with that. But far as uh, going out, people don't know what masonry is. Um, like, I, I hate to keep saying they just think it's blood and guts and sacrificing. I don't know where that came from. But um, the organization and the structure here I love. I mean, because it's like... I'm, I'm the oldest brother in my family. And I live two thousand miles away from my little brothers. Well when they're not little, they're in their thirties. I'm in my forties. But being here with the Masons, it's just like I have an older brother. I have a grandfather, you know, away from my home. So
1: Larry's like your crazy drunk uncle that's a little <laughs> bit inappropriate sometimes. Sometimes shows you dirty pictures on his phone. Yeah. So we all have that crazy uncle and that's Larry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but as far as acceptance, I, I feel very accepted here. I don't have any shyness or intimidation or my head down or anything like that. I get right in, and I, I love I'm here right here today with you guys, you know having a good time. and
2: do you think the lodges do a good job or they could do anything better to, to promote diversity?:
0: you got to get people past their fear of masonry and the uh, the unknowing you know, um, it's, it's a fraternity. And then some people who think they know about it, they go into like the college fraternities, like, Oh, what's that? F- the betas and the Capicola? Yeah. They think the it's The capical. Yeah. Capicolas. I I love, I love, yeah. I love, Cap- Coy- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love Capicola. I'm sorry. Always got food on my mind. But, um, they, they get into that stigma and they think it's that, you know, you got to do a pledge and you got to go through this and got to go through that. And, you know, they don't really understand is it's, it's learning, like the slogan says, is making a man a better man. That's what it's all
1: about. Well, I mean, I got to say, when I joined back in uh, 97, I think it was, um, I was, you know, being a, 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 an Italian guy, a Catholic Italian I looked around the lodge and I just saw a bunch of white Anglo-Saxon Protestants and I'm like, you know, I felt like I was the most ethnically diverse guy getting into the lodge and I'm like, I was all paranoid. Are they gonna? Are they gonna blackball me? Are they not gonna like let me in? Plus, you were a Catholic too, right? And um, you know, and so no, and they really welcomed me with open arms. And then like uh, a couple of years later, a friend of mine, um, uh, Miguel, who is a uh, he's a sergeant. I don't know what kind of sergeant. I'm sorry, Miguel. But he's a he's a full-time um, serviceman in the Army. And uh, he is a Puerto Rican, and he's very, very dark-skinned. And he asked me about joining the Lodge. And I'm like, absolutely. I got him a petition. And I, I, you know, I don't know why, but I sat there, and I was like sweating bullets. I was sweating yep. bullets during the vote because nobody in my Lodge has ever – done anything that i would have thought racist or anything like that they would have not voted him in but i'm looking around and i'm like you know somebody here's got to be like that guy that's just gonna throw throw that one black ball because it's anonymous and you know what nobody did right everybody just was
2: completely awesome i it- it's tough, though. You know, I think that when you go out on a committee of inquiry or you talk to somebody, you know, and, and you know, we don't have an all-white lodge, but we, I was just on a committee of inquiry. Uh, another black man had joined a lodge. Great guy. And, uh, you know, like, oh, masonry, it's diverse. All oh, Everybody's welcome. And then he comes to his first meeting and, you know, he's the one guy in the room. You know, like, oh, Jason, you're, you're a the token. He's the token. Oh. I was but, like, and when I say diverse I mean once you come to the meeting we're going to be diverse
1: <laughs> right
2: <laughs> oh uh, he's waving his arms Larry's
1: waving his arms he so, broke his shoulder um, so we're going to take a quick break again and we're going to come back and we've got a couple cool segments we're going to share with you uh, we'll be right back
2: hey Masonic late listeners thanks for tuning into the show and listening but we want to hear from you Do you have a great Masonic story to tell? Or would you like to be a guest? Or would you like to just call in and let us know where you're listening from or what lodge you belong to? We'd be happy to play it on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, find us at www.masoniclight.com or on Facebook at Masonic Podcasts and Twitter at Masonic Light. Please give us a call at 315-596-2766 or 315-59-MASON. And we're back. Thank you, Masonic Late listeners. Listen to episode number 19. So something we've been threatening for a while is a possible segment with Seth Anthony, and I had the pleasure of uh, capturing some of uh, Seth's upcoming segments. But he is going to do uh, a recurring segment with us called Corpora Obscurum. And uh, I don't know Latin, but Google Translate says that that means obscure societies. And And maybe
1: tell the listeners what Seth's passion is.
2: So Seth is passionate about fezes. So he's obviously passionate about masonry, but also the history of fezes and some of these obscure societies that are un-Masonic. Well, not un-Masonic, but just non-Masonic bodies uh, that also wear fezes. So we have a slew of oddball uh Societies up here that Seth is going to do a segment on.
3: He's also the director of the Museum of Fezology.
2: He is, which is which located. just happens
3: to be located in the basement of his home.
2: I believe it is, and that could be at
1: the dot I believe.
2: Uh, I don't. We should just listen um, to the segment. I don't know. Well,
1: let's play the segment, and at the very end of the segment, Seth himself gives the address.
2: Without further ado.
4: You're about to enter Corpora Obscura, the realm of weird fraternal organizations. Leave your Freemasonry behind. Prepare to meet druids, caliphs, and wild creatures. Knock thrice
3: and enter, enter at your, your own
4: risk. Attention, Masonic Light podcast listeners on deck! On today's Obscura Corporum, we're going all arsenal of democracy and talking about trench rats and alley cats. The National Order of Trench Rats started as an organization for disabled World War I veterans who were patients in the United States Public Health Service Hospital Number 54. The name Trench Rats was adopted, as it was symbolic of the rats which the World War I veterans encountered in the trenches in France. Currently, the order is a secret fraternal and honor organization limiting its members by selection only to those who show their devotion and meritorious service to disabled American veterans and the welfare of disabled veterans everywhere, their widows and orphans. The group has several different styles of fezes with different colors denoting rank. All of the fezes have a prominently displayed rat on the front. The local group is called a dugout and have purple fezes. The group is led on a national level by the Imperial Golden Rodent. The National Order of Alley Cats is a unique organization. It is a ladies' auxiliary to the National Order of Trench Rats. Local bodies are referred to as rat traps, making reference to the idea that women have trapped the men in the local dugout of trench rats. The group was founded in 1943 and still exists today, although it's very small. The presiding officer is titled the Golden Cat, with members being referred to as Sister Cats. You can check out the fezes of these organizations in the Veterans Group area of the Museum of Fezology, located at fezmuseum.org.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're back here once again with uh, Brother RC, and we almost missed a very, very important discussion that we need to have with you.
2: Um, cell phone gate, 2016. Yeah,
1: you were involved in a big scandal at uh, at a one-day class recently involving your cell phone as a, a recording device. Could you please l- enlighten our listeners to um, what happened to you and what happened at this one-day class?
0: First of all, why me? That's how I felt. <laughs> why me, Lord? Why me? <laughs> but it went the day... That was a long day, actually. We went up to our uh, Harrisburg or Hershey, Harrisburg, right? Harrisburg. Yeah, and uh, we all got on the bus, dressed in tux. First time wearing my new tux. I mean, the day before, I think that's Friday. I felt like a like I was going to the prom. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like I was going to the prom, getting fitted for my suit. And, you
1: know what they say? You know Everybody gets lucky on prom night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we get up there, and uh, it was well-organized, actually. And, uh, you know, we all got on the bus and went up there, and um, I got to be the senior master ceremony up there.
2: You look good, by the way.
0: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And I um, got to meet a lot of interesting uh, characters they had up there, from Abe Lincoln to those were the guys with the – uh was that elephant? <gasps>
5: Scottish rights. Scottish right.
0: Rights, yeah. They had a lot of really neat costumes. And uh, – <clears throat> Brother Larry Hudson does our Facebook page. And this particular day, he left his phone at home. So we're driving down. He goes, oh, damn it to hell. I left my phone on a counter. I was charging it. I wanted it to be fully charged so uh, I could take pictures for the Facebook. So, uh, OK, no problem. I'll take pictures. Yeah, do that. So I'm just snapping pictures and, you know, the different the district deduct. Deputy, what's his name? Um, District Deputy Larry Dirk. Yeah, Dirk. Take pictures of him, Abe Lincoln, costumes, everything. And we get the whole day, we eat, take pictures of the hall. And when, by the way, we had chicken pie, pie there, too. Cha-ching. <laughs> I just thought it was just going to be some, something else, but it was good, though. It was good. They gave uh, Sandy a run for her money. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, they gave her a run oh, for her money. Sh- <laughs> I didn't say they beat her. They just gave her a run for her money. No.
2: <laughs> Side note, I'm going to interrupt your story. I helped them move the ancient dough roller that they use for chicken pot pie. It is, it, 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 it was, I mean, my, my, my kidney dropped out on, on the floor when I was done lifting this thing. It's so heavy. heavy. I and it. Scott and Sandy do this by themselves. They get this thing off the shelves and they set it. I told Sandy that I was never going to eat chicken pot pie, but that's a lie. Scott, sorry, I lied. <laughs> all right, so RC,
1: back, back, back to the story. Back, back
2: to your story of
1: photos.
0: Photos, dinner, we're leaving the, the calf all in line to go get our uh, Scottish rights. Uh, and they set us all down, and uh, there had to be about what, 400 of us in there?
2: Oh, yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. I was and, in the very uh, back row. I saw it all.
0: I was in the middle, and I was the only African American there, the only brother. So they get the first segment and uh, a guy comes down the aisle and go, you, come here. And, you know, everybody's looking around and I'm like, me? He's like, yeah, you, come here. So, okay. Now, at this point, I'm kind of giddy because everything went right so far. So I'm thinking maybe, hey, maybe they're going to pull me out of the audience and use me as, you know, a prop or...
1: The exemplar five
0: degree, yeah Yeah I mean, I made eye contact That's what happened That's, that's just I, I just make eye contact So We walk up the uh, Al, And then it just seemed like We walked down this long corridor Long corridor And I'm talking to the guys Like, hey, how's it going? And, you know So what are you guys Going to have me do? Now, now,
2: meanwhile You were already out of the room But then Another guy Grabbed the district deputy And, yeah. and pulled him yeah, Out probably. as well
0: so they open the door. I see the district deputy sitting there. And they're like, sit down. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm like, do you know why you're here? I'm like, no. And they're like, uh, there's reports that you're taking video of the rituals and everything's going on today. I'm like, well, no video, but, you know, um, I've taken pictures for our, our Facebook page, and the district deputy goes, well, yeah, I, I know Larry, Larry, uh, Hudson's work. He does great work. But we just want to make sure you didn't do any video taping. So I said, uh, well, my phone's dead. And lo and behold, they pull out a, a charger out of his pocket and plug my phone up and confiscate it, turn it on, and he goes through the whole phone. Okay, you can keep this picture. You keep that picture. Keep this picture. Uh, okay, there's no videos. Okay. Thank you, sir. Hmm. So then... I walked out the door like, why me? Why me, Lord? <laughs> I don't know, all the people, why me? But I mean, I still had a good time the whole, the whole time. It, it was actually funny to me. So
2: they actually confiscated it. Yeah, they like com- they wouldn't give it back if you didn't. No, they, uh,
3: I guess was, they would have made him delete it. And that was yeah. your first Scottish right meeting.
2: Yeah, it was my first Scottish
1: right. So meeting.
3: you have this history of first meetings, really, yeah. really. Yeah, that's two in a row. I'm, I'm on a roll. <laughs> Remind me never to go anywhere with him. You've it's never the heard first of the, the, that... <laughs> the eighth and a
2: half degree? Thou it? shalt not videotape? So, yeah. So, just for future
1: reference, um, nothing, nothing, none of the degrees, nothing of the ritual gets recorded. No, no. Um, and no pictures of any signs, souls, handshakes, souls, any of that good stuff. Anything. You know, if, if we're, Putting a pin on some veteran's lapel, that's, that's fine. Terrible. Yeah, that's fine.
0: It was brought to me, if it's closed, we could take pictures, right? No, if it's closed, we can't. If it's yeah. open, we can't. Yeah, can. yeah, you can't. So, yeah, you can't. There's
2: a lot of stuff you can take a picture of when it's closed,
0: though. Just not...
3: Yeah, like the chaplain sleeping, things like right, that.
0: Right, yeah. I don't right. have anything to do with pictures. <laughs> like I <told> got <laughs> hey, i throw my phone in the trash can until we... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Until we finish. Yeah. Let, let Larry take him from now on. <laughs> Larry's the
0: camera guy.
1: <laughs> uh, well, R.C., thank we thank you for being a good sport. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, your your segments. Um, I think when we get out of here, J- Jason's got a special treat, a little teaser for us. Yeah, a uh, little trailer. And
2: uh, so what else we got going on here today? We got to talk about what's coming up. We got news. We have what else is going on. Yeah, we got on? the news. Jack, you know, Jack's not with we We don't have enough room in the studio. Uh, so we had to kick Jack out for, for a week. And uh, we do have him uh, phoning in the news. And then uh, I think that's pretty much all we got. And then we're going just go around the horn with uh, what we got coming up. So should we listen to the news? Let's go to the news. And the news.
4: Good news, everyone!
5: Masonic, Masonic Light, Light, Light News. News, news, news is not fit to print. print. The Grand Lodge of Arkansas has issued an edict stating that it will no longer recognize any Master Mason having red hair. The edict stated that it is well known that people with red hair are prone to outbursts in response to being recognized. So we just decided not to recognize them anymore. Upon having the word recognized explained to them, the Grand Lodge immediately rescinded the edict. In a related story, according to the Past Bastard website, the Grand Lodge of Illinois has secretly been increasing membership by quietly absorbing those annoying irregular lodges that keep popping up all over the state. Considering they, quote, get pretty much the same work we do, says one Grand Lodge representative, why not save the energy of doing all that extra degree work? a collective facepalm was heard across the state. In other news, Brother John Nagy of the Building Better Builders Facebook group has released a report linking the decline of Masonic membership to the global climate change. Noted gastroenterologist Brother Colin Blow offered further insights into contributing factors. We've actually caused it ourselves, Blow reported, the sheer volume of greenhouse gases generated by our now-famous chili cook-offs and Big Bean-enhanced fundraiser meals far exceeds anything the government is able to measure. Several disgruntled members were heard to exclaim, this stinks. But none was willing to contribute any actual solutions to the problem. This is the Masonic News, so moat it was.
0: And we're back.
1: <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thanks, RC. Um, I was expecting some, uh, like, big Isaac Hayes, deep-throated radio voice guy.
0: You got to give it time, baby. Give me it time. This is the first time around. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, uh, so anybody got anything exciting coming up? It's almost Christmas time. Um, we've got, oh, we've got, um, I'm almost done. Grottoing. Oh, yeah, you are. My grotto retirement's very soon. That's
3: right. That's right.
1: Um, so our, our November meeting for grotto is going to be December 5th, because that's just how we roll. And um, it'll be installation of officers. And I am going to be installing our next monarch, and I am
2: done. Done. I think that's the fourth. It's the fourth.
1: The fourth. Oh, Actually, okay.
2: it's the fifth. Go on the fifth. Anybody right. who is not going to vote for me, it's on the fifth. <laughs>
1: So uh, Jason's running for uh, Venerable Prophet, um, so that would be our number four chair. So if he maybe he'll win, maybe he won't, we don't know.
2: Make Grotto eat great again, um, or taste great again, something like that.
1: So yeah, so basically other than that, um, I, once I do that, I'm looking to f- channel my time in the Tall Cedars, that's my, uh, my, my future.
2: Yeah, your Tall Cedars uh, degree work was great, by the way.
1: Thank you, I, uh, I uh, was Prince Master of the Palace. I wore a silly outfit. It was hilarious.
2: I captured the best (laughs) picture of you peeping through the door. Yeah, it was hilarious.
1: (laughs) And uh, so next year I'm going to be the junior deputy grand tall cedar, which means the number three
3: idiot. That's me.
2: (laughs) Eye contact.
1: Uh, Larry, you have anything else coming up?
3: Uh, Other than the fact that we're trying to coordinate a show with the brothers down in Australia, and we'll be working on that, hopefully before I go get my arm sawed off. Uh, the 13th of December, Jack, so we got to do it beforehand. Uh, so we'll be coordinating that, you and Jason. We're doing our Christmas, the that, Christmas that early? Yeah, the Christmas special. Well, if I don't do it that early, which is fine, I can do it from a hospital bed.
2: Man, we're falling apart. Can we just start, can you
1: put uh, in post-production that beep, Yeah. beep, <laughs> beep,
2: beep? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Larry? <Yeah>.
1: Larry? <laughs> hey Larry! Larry! <laughs> Larry! Oh
2: man, so, uh, who is who's gonna give Larry CPR if we if he needs it? So RC, I know you've
1: got some stuff coming up. Uh, oh. December seventh, we've got uh, an extra meeting. We got yeah. a third degree. Yeah, our our buddy Ben is gonna be getting his third degree. Oh, Ben's our sponsor yeah, yeah. for purewaterpa.com.
3: and a constant member of Goose and Gridiron.
1: We love you, Ben. Um. January seventh, Saturday
2: morning, nine in the morning, district deputy workshop. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. Go back, go back. First of all, you have an extra uh, extra meeting on the seventh. That's a Wednesday.
1: Well, I don't know why we're doing it December seventh. That's what it says in the notice. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, December 7th, se- or January seventh is the uh, district deputy's workshop for new mm. officers.
2: Oh,
0: new.
1: Okay. Saturday morning. Um,
0: and that's my birthday, actually.
1: And December 7th is also the quarterly meeting of Grand Lodge Ah,
0: in the uh, city of Philadelphia.
1: We should go.
2: Uh, If I'm Uh, not doing anything, I'll go.
0: Another
1: road trip?
2: Yeah. We can go have lunch at the uh, Reading Terminal Market. Yeah, that could be fun. Uh, What do I have going on? December 3rd, Lodge 43 is doing three one-day conferrals on some candidates that could not make the October 29th class. And then we have our... Normally we don't do degree work in December, but we're we're playing catch up, and then uh, we have our stated meeting, and that's pretty much all I have brewing. We have a officer meeting with our Worship Master Elect uh, tonight after we're done here, and uh, that's about it as far as Blue Lodge.
1: Well, that's it, Larry. Do you have uh, do you have anything to close us out with your uh, your 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 idiotic ramblings?
3: Yeah, I have a few things here. <clears throat> Always have a few things, but it's gonna be a. Sh- a shortened version tonight, so. Bear thank, with thank me. goodness. Bear with me.
2: That's what she said.
3: Uh, I want to give thanks to Monarch Studios for allowing us to record. Uh, our, our special guest, RC McCorby, Thanks for being here and helping us out through this ordeal. And to Jason, our producer, who always does magnificent work. And I'm going to close it out tonight a little bit differently. I'm going to bring up point. Several months ago, there was a an attempted break in uh in a in a lodge i think it was in michigan if i'm not mistaken and the tyler was able to stop it and uh there's been a lot of discussion about carrying firearms inside lodges as opposed to the normal tyler sword and i know it's been it was discussed in our lodge as discussed with some police officers in our lodge who attend as to what you do and so forth and us being on the fourth floor and their main entrance being on the first floor.
2: You said this was going to be short.
3: It's going to be short, yeah. But I want to give a special shout out to the Tyler of Risky Not Falls, Vermont, the Honorable Brother Douglas Sharp, who stood his ground while men, not masons, tried to enter the launch. He brandished his sword and his trusty 357 magnum, scaring off the would-be intruders. I always knew that sword would work.
1: That was supposed to be dry, witty humor. I get it. I'm gonna Vermont
3: humor. Remember that. That's all I have.
1: What? What? What did we just hear?
3: What do you mean? What did you just hear?
1: This was
2: the news with Jack Harley. <laughs> oh my goodness. Other than that, I'm God good. damn it, Larry. You killed it last time with these. I killed
3: it last time.
2: Larry, good luck. We
1: understand you're gonna be having a surgery coming up soon.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: December 13th uh, December 13th So we're going to try And record a, a show Before Larry's surgery Yeah our schedule Might be a little off In the next upcoming weeks But
3: Didn't, I don't want to forget I want to give a special Shout out And thanks to our Grand Lodge coordinator Jack Snafu Lots. Thanks Jack for listening To our show And correcting us As we air This
2: is Jason Lewis This is Pete Ruggieri It's
3: Larry Maris R.C. McCorvey Good Have night. a great evening Thanks for listening
2: Please edit this show <laughs>